0: Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 198. One, nine, eight. Do you know what that means? Do you know? That means we have two more episodes to go till we get to 200. Uh, We're on 11 of 13. And tomorrow, I have a special guest Coming on the podcast. I'm going to keep it a secret, but you're going to want to tune in for episode 199. And then, of course, you're going to want to join me for the Warrior School 200th episode after party (laughs) Uh, that we're going to do in a couple of days' time. Today, I'm going to talk about business. Uh, Well, My business journey over the last four years. Uh, As I said on one of the podcast episodes that was about me, I also got asked to talk about my business and my business journey over the last four or so years. Although (laughs) I feel like really the story goes way back uh, further than the last four years. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions here that I was asked. So we're going to riff on those and talk about business. And then tomorrow I've got a special guest on and then we've got episode 200. So thank you for being here. Uh, If you've been with me for the last 11 days, thank you so much. She's been a wild ride. And I'm looking forward to doing another 100 episodes with you. Okay, let's do it. So the short version. (laughs) I built my business from scratch over the last four years on an old laptop. She was 12 years old in my apartment. And now I help women all around the world get energy, build insane strength and create the body they love. So they can live powerful lives. That's what I do. So I'm the Creative Warrior School. Warrior School is my online individualized and group coaching program for women. And I've actually done a couple of podcast episodes that speak about my business journey. So that speak to how I switched to an online offering, uh, how I developed my business and the work that I do. And those podcast episodes are on the Creator Club podcast. So that is my business coaching membership or my business coaches podcast. Uh, I will share the episode numbers with you at the end. So if you want to go deeper into my story, my business story, Whack those into your ears. So the first question, how has your discipline and connection to training translated to other areas of your life? She's a big question. Training is how I've built what I have. The end. No, <laughs> just joking. I'll go deeper, I promise. Okay. Training is how I've built what I have. When you have a strong body that you trust, you feel powerful. It changes your posture. It changes how you show up in the world. You carry yourself differently. You show up with more confidence and certainty. There is a sureness about you. And I've always said that if you build a consistent and successful training practice that helps you build a strong body and create the body that you love, it will change all other areas of your life. It will change how you show up in your business. (laughs) How you show up at work, in your career, how you show up in your relationships, how you show up as a mother, as a partner. It is, it will change your posture. Now, I don't just mean physical posture, although it will. Obviously, training and strength training helps out posture. I mean, the posture in how you step out into the world, how you step into a room, how you enter a conversation. Training has taught me about my body. It has taught me about energy. Uh, It has taught me about following a process and method. It's taught me about following systems. And it truly will be one of my greatest love affairs and one of my greatest teachers. And she continues to teach me a lot uh, every day that I train. But when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking about this idea of discipline. And there's two parts to it. So the discipline part of the question and then the connection to training. And really the connection to training has helped me have a greater connection to myself and to my body. And that's really what I'm helping a lot of women do. A lot of us are disconnected from ourselves and our bodies and I believe training is one of the most powerful things that we can do to bridge that gap, to help us move from disconnected to connected. It is a very powerful practice. So the connection to training has helped me be more connected to myself and to my body, which has penetrated and translated into every other area of my life and I believe I have built what I have built uh, in my business, in my relationships, even in my life because of training. The second part of the question, I really thought about it from this idea of discipline or self-discipline and self-discipline being this bridge Uh, Between your goals or where you are now, and then your results, where you want to be. And I think that the things that we're so good at naturally are the best things for us to coach other people on. (laughs) And I think this is why I do what I do. A huge part of Warrior School, we've got a really big focus on mindset creating a warrior's mind uh, and a really big focus on strategy you know we don't just train we train with strategy we don't just eat we eat with strategy we and discipline is a really big part of creating that and I am a very disciplined person Uh, I always have been And so I'm very naturally good at that. It comes very easy to me. If I decide that I'm going to do something, I'll do it. I will just build that self-discipline bridge between where I am and my goal and I'll walk on over her and get the result that I want. But what's interesting is that a lot of the women that come to me, uh, they are really disciplined at so many things, yet there's you know, one or two things that they really lack self-discipline in. And for a lot of women, a lot of you listening, it happens to be food and training. So it's not that if you're self-disciplined, you could be good at all things in your life. And then on the flip side, it's not, you know, if you're not self-disciplined, Disciplined, you lack complete self discipline. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that we tend to be quite disciplined in particular areas of our lives and then not so in others. So I think if I was going to define what self discipline is, it's doing something that you don't want to do literally in the moment for your future self. So we actually did this really cool activity inside of Creator Club a couple of months ago and John had us draw uh, a vertical line down the page and then a horizontal line across and we needed to write down high value things that we could do for our future self or our future business and then we needed to look at low value things that we were doing now and What we wanted to focus on was doing more high value future tasks, activities, projects uh, and less low value now tasks, activities and projects. And I think it's a really cool way to look at self-discipline. In order to cultivate more self-discipline, we really just need to look at it as doing something that maybe we don't really want to do right now. But we're doing it for our future self to get us where we want to go. So we could look at it. What high value thing can I do now? High value behavior uh, or choice can I make now that is going to pay, you know, good money in the future for my future self? And then what low value things am I currently doing? that aren't providing any value. They're not helping me get where I want to go. So I think that's a really cool task and activity. And I've done it inside of Warrior School with my warriors. And they said it was really powerful. But when I also think of self-discipline, I think of freedom. And freedom is one of my top three values. Probably the second after health. So when we are disciplined... When we practice discipline, when we put in plans and structure and strategies and we're organized, we're really creating freedom. And my good friend Leela, she spoke at our end of year event on building powerful relationships. And one of the things that she said was energy gives us power. So food and tracking our food gives us energy, which gives us power. And when we have power, we have, you know, we can be more present. We can train harder. We can have better relationships. And I feel like self-discipline is the same. Discipline gives you power. For some of us, we have this hard time really balancing, you know, being fluid uh, and not having too many, you know, rules uh, with being structured and organized and really self-discipline falls in the middle of that. We need to be structured. We need to have organization, we need processes and methods and plans and strategies. You know, we need to build the bridge. And we've got to have a blueprint for to build the bridge to get to the other side. But we've also got to bring in and this is why I believe it's a bit of a cocktail or an art. We've got to bring in this idea of, okay, we can have fluidity and be dynamic within, uh, within self-discipline. So then I was thinking, okay, well, why do a lot of us really struggle with being disciplined? And I think it's that we want to avoid the discomfort in the moment of doing the hard thing like our brains are hardwired for hits of dopamine and we really seek comfort. And so when we're presented you know, with uh, having to make a choice uh, and that choice is uncomfortable, I think we avoid it because we don't want to experience the discomfort in the moment of doing that hard thing. So the distraction makes us avoid the discomfort And it feels like the easier option. So when I think about this with myself, and if I have a commitment that I'm going to get a podcast done, for example, like today, I didn't really want to do it. (laughs) I'm a little tired. I didn't really want to get on and speak about business. I have lots of other things to do. So I really wanted to avoid the discomfort of doing it, but... I made a commitment to do my podcast sprint. So I said for the next 13 days or the next 16 days, I'm going to record 13 episodes. So I have three more days to go. So today is a podcast day. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it in my calendar. I'm going to record 13 podcasts in the next 16 days. I'm going to do them every day uh, and take, you know, three days off in that 16 days. If I don't do it and my reason for not doing it is bullshit, like I didn't have the time or I didn't have anything to talk about or I didn't have the energy, what happens is that it erodes the relationship that I have with myself. It erodes trust Uh, and I'm really big on this about... Uh, being in integrity and being impeccable with our word, uh, building trust with ourselves, uh, and doing things like this, building our bridges of self discipline, uh, creating these projects, going into do things like training, those things help us build trust. If we say that we're going to train three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then we don't do it and our reason isn't strong enough so our reason is bs it will chip away or erode the relationship that you have with yourself the trust that you have with yourself and a lot of the time when we start creating a consistent training practice this is why it's so important to uh meet ourselves where we're at, where our energy's at, is that we really want to start building trust with ourselves. So we can decide ahead of time what potentially is okay with us not doing the thing that we had promised ourselves that we were going to (laughs) do. Bear with me. (laughs) So Basically, we can decide our excuses ahead of time or we can decide when we won't do the thing ahead of time, which will make uh, doing the thing very clear. So for an example, my warriors have a checklist and uh, if they aren't sure whether they should train or not, they use this checklist. And basically, they're not going to train if they can't tick this checklist off. And then their reason for not doing it isn't bullshit. It is uh, decided ahead of time. So there's clarity in that. So for example, uh, they need you know, their, their optimal amount of sleep. So for some of my warriors that are mamas, their optimal amount might be only like four or five hours. For others who aren't mamas to small children, their optimal amount might be six or seven or eight the second is, did they eat enough food the day before? The third is, are they hydrated? And the fourth is, is training a priority today? So those are the key uh, key things on their checklist. And if they can tick all of those off, they go and train. And any other reason that they give for not doing it is BS. Uh, And then we can individualize those lists. So, depending on each of the women that I'm working with and what's going on in their life, the season of their life, uh, we can put things in like if my little human gets sick, that is an okay excuse for me to not train. Or if I uh, have come back from traveling. And I need, you know, two or three days to recover from that traveling. That's an okay excuse ahead of time. So you'll have your own. And what I'm saying is that we need to decide our excuses ahead of time. Because if we get to the day and we don't feel like doing it, uh, often we won't do it to avoid the discomfort. So we need to have our list of, you know, being able to check off all of the things on our checklist And so we don't have a reason for not doing it. And this will really help you build self-discipline and trust with yourself. Another thing that you can really do is creating small promises to yourself or small consistent action. Uh, For example, when women start working with me, I often will create a a project around walking and I try to get them to walk, if not every day, on their non-training days for at least 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So that is a small promise and by keeping that small promise to themselves, they start to build trust and they build discipline through the consistency of keeping the promise. So it's looking at what small promises could I create that I can keep to myself uh, so I can build trust and I can build discipline. I do really think that it's the backbone of all the success that I have had. Also, it's really cool. uh, The lessons that you learn in the gym and through training really carry over nicely to all other areas of your life. Uh, Okay. So the next question, what have you loved most about building your business, both Warrior School and the social media side of things? What has been the hardest? All right, let's go what I loved uh, about building Warrior School. The thing that I have loved the most about creating her is that she's given me freedom. When John and I, my business coach, first sat down and spoke about the idea of creating a business, an online business, one of the main reasons for that was so I could travel back and forth between Canada and Australia. So I'm Australian and my lover uh, is Canadian. And so I wanted to create a business where I could freely travel back and forth. I think another part of that freedom piece is that I've never done well in uh, corporate, rigid, ruley environment settings. <laughs> uh, and so I think I always knew that I wanted to work for myself or create something on my own. So that's why I was a personal trainer That's why I went into private practice as a dietitian instead of working in a hospital. And it's why I built Warrior School. It's why I built my own business. So I can build it how I want, build my world how I want, uh, so I can do things the way that I want, so I can construct my life the way that I want. So freedom is a really big part of that. And that's the thing that I really love most about building my business is the freedom I get from that. So I can travel back and forth to see my family. I went in May, I'm gonna go back in November. Uh, I get to travel and run live events for my warriors. Uh, I get to work from home. I get to create my own hours. Uh, And of course, along with freedom... You know, there is uh, the hard part, the flip side of that. You know, it's uh, you at the start, you do it all and I'm still doing it all. You know, I'm still the main leader of Warrior School until I grow it uh, until a certain point. And then I have to think about, well, what does that look like once I reach a certain point or capacity? Uh, what's the model look like, how do I want to run it and structure, you know, what's the next step in the game? Uh, so that's probably uh, one of the hardest parts has been the, the learning curve of building a business and growing a business and running a business and learning, you know, all the things that you need to learn uh, to create a successful business. So I wear a lot of hats and at times that can be really hard. Uh, Like right now, I'm in this podcast sprint and it's taken a lot of time and a lot of energy to put into this project, uh, which, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing and I would do another podcast sprint for sure in the future. But I also, you know, run everything else in my business and uh, it can be hard when Yes, I have a team, you know, I have a table of people that support me and help me, but day to day, you know, in, I guess, the trenches and on the grounds, I do all of the work. Uh, Another thing that I love is I get to help women. I get to do that all day, every day. And as I discussed on the podcast episode that I did about myself, I love working. I love it. I. That's what I do with a lot of my time is I work. I work a lot, whether that is coaching them one-on-one, doing group calls, uh, doing their training, giving them feedback, planning events, planning calls, uh, doing my podcast, research for guests, research for the podcast, creating content. Uh, I love it. I love working, because I love helping women. And one of the things that I love the most about my work is the strategy side of things. So when I think about, you know, the culture of fitness over the last decade or more, you know, we had this movement of uh, high intensity training and CrossFit and hit style of, you know, workouts and it was about sweating and working out and uh, you know running a lot and training a lot doing a lot and then over the last five years or so I would say that we've really leaned into uh, well away from that and into this space of hey actually a lot of women uh, weren't nourished enough and it's created a lot of stress on their body and you would say this is you know where the the pro-metabolic um you know space kind of started to really open up uh and come into the to the spotlight and then we got you know got these these people in uh, researching female physiology and training but I feel like a little bit that it's gone The other way, where over the last three, four years, women have been afraid to train hard and push themselves uh, based on this message that's being sent through uh, that space or that community. And so what I've really seen is that throughout, you know, the last decade or so, there's been a lack of conversation around strategy, And how to actually approach it. And you could say I'm probably a little bit obsessed with this uh, idea. uh, But it's really something that we do. That's the bulk of the work really inside of Warrior School. I don't believe that there is a wrong way to train. uh, You know, a wrong way to eat. Uh, Yes, there are ways to train that work with our physiology. That support our hormones. That help us get stronger. uh, That... Uh, help us create the body that we love. And there's also ways of eating that definitely support our metabolism, our hormonal health, um, and help us get to where we want to go. But what I've seen lacking is uh, this how to approach it, the strategy. And so I would say what's really going to come, you know, into uh, fruition or come into the spotlight, is this conversation around strategy and that's really what I do and why I love it so much is I I'm a strategist I help all of my women strategize to create a consistent and sustainable training practice based on what's going on in their body and their life so they can continually uh nourish their body train uh confidently learn how to progress and modify their training based on uh, their body and their life. And that's really what I'm obsessed with is the strategy stuff. And for those that don't have a strategy, you know, you do have access to loads of information, but it's the strategy that you're missing. You need the strategy and you need someone to help you with that strategy. So that's why I love. I love strategizing and I love helping women build a consistent and successful and sustainable training practice so they can get more energy, build insane strength and create the body that they love. What I found hard uh, in, in this journey over the last few years is, well, I found a lot hard. <laughs> I would say mindset-wise, I've really struggled with uh, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, Comparison. I've struggled with this idea of actually being visible uh, and declaring, you know, beliefs and worldviews, showing my work. I've struggled with, you know, really thinking laterally, like thinking outside of the box. Sometimes when you create something and you're in it every day, um, the mind really likes to create a container. I've spoken about this when it comes to our vision a little bit you know, our vision is often based on uh, the culture or who we were raised by. And we've, you know, the vision is held in this tight container of surrounded by constraints. And the same kind of goes for business. When you're creating a business and growing a business and building a business, you tend to be really stuck in this container. uh, And you feel like, you have a lot of constraints or limitations uh, around you. And a lot really just comes from the mind, not so much uh, from the outside world. So I've really struggled at times with thinking laterally, thinking outside of the box, especially when it comes to injecting innovation and creativity into our warrior school and into their journey. And I guess what you could tie into that is, you know, This idea of thinking about what's actually possible, this world of possibility, for a long time or for many years, I was really stuck in my way of thinking around what it should look like. And I feel like that, again, comes from the culture, comes from comparison. Uh, Instead of actually looking at it from the angle of, well, what's possible? Like anything's possible. Like, what do you want to create? So I love this idea of coming at things uh, from the perspective of possibility. You could also talk about it how Brooke uh, Castillo and her team kind of talks about this idea of reimagining. And I would say at times that's felt quite hard for me is to reimagine maybe a different version of warrior school or a different piece of the warrior's journey And so, this constant idea of reimagining and inventing and creating, all in the name of supporting the women that I work with and helping them get where they want to go. At times, that can be really hard. You know, I've often joked around with John and Ruby, my business coaches, how if I could, I'd have them in the room with me every day just to like, you know, riff and jam on ideas and. It's really hard, I think, being alone sometimes. So I'm here up in my castle or lair, as Carson would say, trapped away like a um, a hermit, (laughs) even though I talk to people all day. Uh, uh, It's hard being on your own all the time. Uh, It can be hard to bring the energy, to bring the creativity, to bring that lateral thinking. When it comes to social media, what I love, uh, my biggest love is building relationships uh, via social media. So I've actually built some amazing relationships with some very amazing, cool, powerful women over the last uh, three or four years. These women have actually become some of my closest friends. And so I think, you know, when I talk about social media, I think I'm also going to put in my podcast with that as well the podcast is amazing for building relationships and I love to do that and this is why again with Warrior School I have a minimum time investment of a year is because I'm, I'm in it to build a relationship with you. Uh, I'm not interested in just giving you a program and to be honest I don't believe you just need a program. Uh, there are so many programs out there and That's not the problem. The problem is that you need someone to lead you through it, someone who has done what you want to do. And so the building of relationships is a really core key feature of not only Warrior School, but of all of my work. And so through social media, uh, Instagram is what I'm mainly on, and then through my podcast I have built some amazing relationships, and those women are on my table, at my table, in my room, and it's really like this circle of inspiration. You know, social media gets such a bad rap, uh, and I remember even talking about this when I worked for the Butterfly Foundation, which is a non-for-profit organization in Melbourne, and we did workshops and presentations on body image and self-esteem, but it's you know, and we talked about does it inspire or does it trigger? And I think, you know, both in like the body image world and the business world, it does get a bad rap. And I think that's just because we fall into comparison a lot of the time. But social media is an amazing tool that you can build a really powerful relationship with and it can help you build really powerful relationships with others. So that's been one thing that I actually love. I guess the second thing that I love about social media and my podcast is providing you value to help you plan your training, to help you in your health, uh, to help you get more energy, to build insane strength, to create the body that you love, to help you on your mission and your vision. I love providing value. I love providing education. I love sharing You know, the Warriors experiences with you, my own experience of having done this, you know, being 14 years deep into this work, uh, it's an amazing platform to provide and share value. Hard, I think at the start I found it hard and the hard part really is building capacity to do it. So I remember when John first told me to start uh, posting on Instagram every day and that was a really big challenge for me. Mostly because the nervous system is just, she's not ready for it. We really need to build, build her like we're training. It's kind of like a muscle. You know, when you go and train, you need to progressively overload that. You need to build your strength and your tolerance over time. And it's the exact same thing when it comes to business and to social media. It's really about just building the capacity. And we do that through two different ways, I think. One is that we're always looking at our energy. So bringing enough energy in through food, sleep, stress management, sunshine. And then the second is practice. You know, if I use the podcast for an example, you know, when I first started it, doing a podcast episode was really hard. It took a lot of energy, a lot of effort. And I did one maybe every week. Sometimes I'd skip it for a couple of weeks to eventually building into doing it once a week and then I did it twice a week and now I'm on a podcast sprint and I'm doing a podcast nearly every day for uh, 16 days and so really that just took capacity, building the capacity. The other things that I've really struggled with or I've found hard is perfectionism. Uh, I really struggle with that overthinking it and so still to this day you know I really have got to check that when I get stuck in wanting it to be perfect or overthinking um, a podcast episode, overthinking a post or an email. uh, I've gotten a lot better and again that just comes with practice Uh, but that sometimes really Makes this feel really challenging some days, where I get really stuck in perfectionism, uh, comparison. Not so much anymore. I think the deeper you get into this work, and the clearer you are on your vision for your business, the world that you want to create, um, you know, the game you want to, the game you want to play. Essentially, uh, that comparison kind of falls away. Then the next question is who is your support system. So I spoke about that on one of the previous podcast episodes which is Who's at Your Table and that was episode 190. So you can listen to you can listen to that and hear who is at my table. The next question is how do you stay consistent with posting and your podcasts? I love this question. Uh, consistency to me really needs uh, a few ingredients, I guess, uh, to create that cocktail. One is you need energy. And I've spoken about this before on the podcast multiple times. But in order for you to do anything in life, we need energy. In order for you to do that thing consistently, sustainably, powerfully, You've got to get energy in to your body. Uh, so energy for me comes through food and uh, creating a strong nutrition strategy, which I've spoken about before. It also comes from uh, getting sunlight, getting my optimal amount of sleep, managing my stress, moving my body, uh, really Creating a a very small world that allows me to get as much energy into me so I can do the work that I love, so I can show up consistently, show up powerfully. So energy is the first thing. And then the second thing, you need a plan. You need a strategy. So like I say in training, uh, all of this training health stuff is way easier if you have energy, if you have a plan or a strategy, and if you have someone to support you. And I believe the same, it's the same for business. It's the same if you want to uh, start a business, uh, if you want to create a successful and sustainable business, if you want to keep showing up consistently. We could even say this for all areas of our lives. You know, I hold this same kind of philosophy or principle, uh, take the same approach, even with my relationships. You've got to have energy. Uh, you've got to have a strategy or a plan, uh, or at least with relationships. So, for example, Carson and I, we have a shared mission and vision, uh, which really supports the relationship. And then you've got to have uh, a table of people. You've got to have someone to support you. So I have all of those things when it comes to my business. Uh, My big focus is on energy. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do at the capacity, at the speed, uh, uh, and, you know, do my training on top of that. spend time, you know, with Carson and uh, nurturing that relationship. The second is I have strategies and plans. You know, that's why I have business coaches. That's why I believe we all need coaches. You need to work with a coach um, or at least have a mentor. Someone who can help you create plans and strategies and systems. Really, business is all a system. Once you have those systems set up, it's really about following those systems. It's the same with training. Training. Training is about a system, it's about following a process and a method and once you have that set up, all you have to do is decide to show up and follow the system. So my consistency really with uh, social media and with my podcast, uh, even the consistency that I uphold within Warrior School, uh, me showing up as a coach, really comes down to making sure that I always have energy, that I have systems, strategies and plans so a couple of years ago, when Warrior School grew quite a bit, I had to uh, stop the growth for, <laughs> take a pause, and I had to look at a lot of my back-end stuff, so my behind-the-scenes, my systems, I had to put a lot of systems in place that made uh, my, my life easier, uh, that, you know, Uh, gave me back more time and more energy. And so it's really looking at, well, where's my gap? You know, where am I spending a lot of time and a lot of energy? And potentially I don't need to do that. Uh, So what systems could I put in place that allow me to consistently show up where I need to show up? That's really it. And I would say alongside that is the self-discipline stuff that we spoke about at the start of the podcast conversation. Then the last one I think we'll we'll riff on and go through just because I love talking about it. Uh, what is Warrior School and how did you come up with this idea uh, for your business? And I love this question and I saved it to last. Uh, it could have gone first, but she's coming in last. So Warrior School was really created from a few pivotal uh, I guess, periods of time in my life. Uh, So if you look back, you know, when I talk about story, I kind of steal the line from Steve Jobs where you can always look back and connect the dots. You can't look forward. And there have been a really, a few key dots uh, in my story that have led me to do the work that I do today. So the first key dot was my sister suffering uh, or enduring anorexia nervosa and she's healthy and well she has two beautiful boys Uh, but her experience really led my fascination with our relationship to food and our bodies and so then I decided to become a dietitian and specialize in eating disorders and that's really my first dot you know the food story uh, my sister's experience my fascination with body image our relationship to food and then I actually got into personal training when I finished my undergrad degree, I moved to Melbourne and my plan was to uh, apply for their master's in dietetics program, which was one of the best programs in Australia. So I took a year off and uh, I think it was a year or a year and a half I had, and I did PT in a corporate setting. So I trained people, uh, coached a lot, worked big days, long hours, and I got a lot of experience coaching people. So training has always been a big part of my story and my background, as I've spoken about before. And then I started to work a lot in the industry. And then I started my master's in dietetics, and it was around that time where I had uh, my chronic back pain. So I found my coach who really taught me how to train the processes, the methods, the um, And then I started to compete in Olympic weightlifting. And while, you know, I used to train a lot, like three or four hours a day, six days a week. And one day I actually got injured quite badly and I couldn't lift for about five months. So this was around the time where, you know, some days training would feel great and others that wouldn't. uh, And I began to Feel really irritable and tired, and I wasn't recovering well. Uh, So, after I got injured, I went searching for that missing piece. Uh, You know, I was on a good training program, I had a good coach. I thought that I fueled myself well enough. uh, But what I started to learn was, you know, all of this stuff around the female physiology and our hormones and our menstrual cycle and low energy availability. Uh, So I dived into the work of Dr. Stacey Sims and then the the pro-metabolic world uh, with, you know, the work of Josh and Jeannie Rubin. And so then that was, you know, really the third dot uh, that uh, I guess kind of formed, you know, what I do today, which is a mixture of nutrition, mindset work and our relationship with food and our bodies, the training piece, which... You know, really is the biggest part of Warrior School because I believe that's how we really build uh, a powerful relationship with ourselves uh, and our bodies. And then the third piece is this uh, piece around female physiology and hormonal health, our metabolism, and really working with our physiology to support ourselves in different seasons of our lives. So a lot of women that I work with are in their late 30s, 40s uh, to early 50s. So a lot of the work that I do with them is either preparing them well for entering their 40s and late 40s, so perimenopause and menopause, um, which, you know, is such satisfying and really cool work. So that's how... I guess over the course of what 14 or 15 years, even longer, if we take into account my sister's story, that's how the concept of warrior school developed. And then along those key pivotal moments or times in my life, those dots, you know, I really started to, when I was thinking about this idea of taking my coaching. Online, you know, I'd always been in gyms, always face-to-face, running uh, workshops. Uh, I taught mobility, Olympic weightlifting. I did one-on-one PT for a really long time. So when we were thinking about, you know, bringing this concept of Warrior School to life, one of the big visions really behind it was to teach women uh, everything that they should have been taught in school, You know, we weren't taught how to train properly. We weren't taught how to create strong nutrition strategies, how to powerfully manage our minds. We weren't taught uh, properly about our hormones, our physiology. We weren't taught how to powerfully and confidently navigate different seasons of our lives. And that's really what I do in Warrior School uh, through, you know, bringing more energy in, through food, through training uh, and through working with our physiology. I help women create the body that they love and also, you know, feel confident in being able to modify and adjust uh, their strategies or their plans based on what's going on in their body or the season of life that they're in. So that's kind of where the school part comes from, is this idea of you come into warrior school and you learn all the things that we should have been taught in school as women. And that's really what the podcast is about as well. You know, when I show up to the podcast and I do these episodes or bring guests on, the idea behind it is really for me to teach you everything that we should have been taught in school. Uh, so hopefully it's it's helpful. Uh, so I guess I'll invite you, you know, if you've been thinking about Warrior School, currently I have space um, to take on new warriors, uh, the the vision this year is to grow her by 10 to 15 more women uh, and then I'll reach my capacity and we get to we get to reinvent her so if you want to be part of that reinvention process uh, come along come and check her out so i've learned so many things over the last 4 years when you know it's come to to building her and i won't go into them uh, in this podcast episode, if you want me to go deeper, 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 and you have that thirst, uh, for that, I invite you first to listen to those podcast episodes that I was on with John, my business coach on his podcast, uh, and they go a bit deeper into how I created it, uh, you know, struggles and obstacles and challenges, my vision for it, uh, and and, and all, all the, you know, all the cool juicy details. But it's been a really cool ride over the last four years. And I think, you know, what I'll leave you with is I talk about the long way home a lot when it comes to training. And I take the same approach uh, when it comes to my business. I'm okay with taking the long way home. I'm okay with a slow and steady build. Uh, and... That's the approach that I take with all areas of my life. And so I'm in it for the long way home. I've got a really big vision for her. Uh, She's going to grow. She's going to be big and amazing. She's going to help change a lot of women's lives. And really, she's this powerful force that's going to teach women that they can live powerful lives with really powerful bodies. And I'm excited to continue on this journey. And I'll share, you know, I share it. Uh, I'm sure I've spoken about my business in previous podcast episodes. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe this is the first one. But it's been four years of fun, of hard work. As I said, I work a lot. Uh, I'm constantly thinking about uh, my vision, the business, how I can make it better. How can I make my warrior's journey more powerful? Uh, I do a lot of hands-on work inside of the school. So all of the women are on individualized training programs. They do two coaching calls a month with me. I do live uh, coaching calls inside as a group. We run live events. Uh, We do lots of fun things. And, you know, if you want to be a part of it uh, or, you know, a woman out there that really, you know, Needs support. Needs to be led when it comes to her training and her health. Let her know that we're here. We've got this circle of inspiration of other really cool women uh, doing really cool stuff inside of Warrior School. And yeah, four years deep. I'm really proud of the school that I've created. The women who are in it are inspiring. It just—it's this circle of inspiration. Okay, Warrior. Uh, That's it for today, and I'm looking forward to sharing the next two podcast episodes with you. Uh, Thanks for joining me again. (laughs) I know I've been in your ears a lot. Uh, I'm going to take a break for a couple of days, maybe even a week off the podcast after this, but I hope you have a great day. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't please give the podcast some love by subscribing now and if you enjoyed this episode please rate it and share it with another warrior woman also if you want to go crazy i'd love if you wrote a review for the warrior school podcast and also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.